Hola, cariño. Hola, amor. Y bienvenidos a Week Horror, a Latinx Horror Movie Podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Hello there. Hello there. <laughs> We're a little kooky today. A little kooky. Guys, it's our first Frankenstein film in, in like, right? We haven't done a Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh, perdón, uh-huh. perdón. Uh-huh. Mentira. Oh. Frankenstein from uh, oh, Santo from contra los Santo. Wow. The reason we couldn't remember was because that was number three, two. two? Oh, that was top five. I'd say like yeah. first five yeah. episodes. That's way back when. Way back. Check when. it out, though, everybody. Great episode. <laughs> oh my god, so crazy and ridiculous because yeah. we love El Santo. We got to bring that guy back. Absolutely. Um, but not only are we bringing back an old school <laughs> monster, we're bringing back a friend of the pod, amazing fucking dude. We've done a movie of his before mm-hmm. and we're doing it again. Ricardo Islas from Uruguay. Icon. This is his like iconic American, one of his American films, yes. which is uh, which is wild. And um yeah, Frankenstein, Day of the Beast, written and directed by Ricardo Islas. It came out in 2011. Uh, we got it's low budge, gang. It's a yeah. low budge baby. It's got it had an Indiegogo campaign and everything. So funded by the people for the people. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. uh, uh, it's it's got a lot of heart. I will say that. Yeah. So. We this is our second Ricardo Islas movie because we covered Plenilunio, which by the way I wrote it down. That is episode seventy one. Please check it out. A great episode. So we good. Great movie too. So fun. Oh yeah. my god, we loved Plenilunio, which honestly more low budge than Frankenstein. Absolutely. Um, and you know, so for that for that reason, I came in really excited. Like when you're like, "This is the movie we're covering," I was like, "Fuck yes, Ricardo Islas, icon of the world. Everybody should know who this person is. Please, for God's sake, just put some respect on the man's name." Absolutely. And I'm not gonna lie, right off the top. I didn't love this movie. But that being said, like you said, uh, the heart is in this movie. I have never fucking raised funds to 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 cast, write, direct, put a fucking put a movie together. That is a huge accomplishment, one of which I've never done anything like that. (laughs) Yeah, that shit's hard. So it's really, really hard. So that being said, like, even though I wasn't crazy about this movie, there is a lot to there are a lot of highlights. There is a lot to commend this movie for, even though I was like, damn, Plenty Lunio has this one fucking beat, you know? Yeah. In my I eyes. I mean, Plen- I think the two reasons why. One, when it comes to budget films, it's really hard to do a period piece without it kind of looking a little um homemade, basically, sure. because it, that shit is tough. tough. Like Costume stuff, prop stuff, all that shit is hella money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, And also, I think a big thing that disappointed me, not to start off this with like disappointment, but I missed Ricardo. I wanted to see him. Totally, dude. I agree. I didn't, honestly, I didn't even think of that. I was like, what's missing here for me? And it's him because he is so good. It's Ricardo. It's, you know, 
I don't think any of these actors are Latine, Latinequis people. So I was just like, it feels very United States of America. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's get started. Uh, I ask you, our listeners, to please subscribe, <laughs> rate, and review. And uh, let's do some titulos de terror, which <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. I have never read or seen the original Frankenstein. Honey, I'm so glad you said that because I haven't read it either. I have not read it. I saw the, I'm pretty sure Robert De Niro played Frankenstein at one point in the past. What the fuck? Am I wrong? Is that, was that a fever dream? I have no idea. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I saw that version with, with Kenneth Branagh. Did he direct it? Oh my God. I don't know, dude. I have never, you dreamt this. This is a nightmare you had. That's the only like version I saw. And if, if this if this was not a fever dream, then uh, it was a long time ago. So I also like I think we should say coming into this, we are not fucking Mary Shelley Frankenstein experts here. We're not. Absolutely you know? not. If anything, the reason why I bring it up is because my titulo de terror that I picked is the one version of Frankenstein I know, which is young Frankenstein. Oh, I love <laughs> this choice. <laughs> So my titulo de terror is Young Frankenstein, uh, which obviously it's a very easy translation. In our Spanish-speaking countries, it was called El Joven Frankenstein. Sure, sure. Y en Brasil, O Joven Frankenstein. So brother, como se dice. <laughs> Pero I do want to say that I thought this was an, uh, hilarious. In Italy, they call it Frankenstein Jr., which oh. is hilarious to me. <laughs> Love it. I love it. That's great. So funny. So, um, so yes, apologies to the Frankensteiners, Steiners, yeah. Frankensteiner wieners out there. But like, <laughs> Frank and we'll do our <laughs> Frankenweenie. Oh, that's such a that movie I have seen. And it's adorable. <laughs> um, but I know I think I know the basics. And mm -hmm. if anything, I was a little surprised by because this is a Ricardo adapted the script from, obviously, the Mary Shelley book. And I thought his approach was actually pretty interesting. But I agree. We'll get to it. Let's get a synopsis from you before we go. Great. The synopsis is hilarious to me. Okay, so it's from, <laughs> it's from Tubi. All right. It says, a priest is brought to a remote island for a secret <laughs> wedding while the bride's security men are killed off as a creature in the woods comes to get her. Okay. I mean, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I just like technically all those things do happen. Yeah, but I just like it, it feels so like, oh, that's the that's the part that you picked to talk about in the synopsis. Sure. Yeah, okay, fine. That's sure. Fine. Yeah. Not a man created a monster and it is now unleashed upon the world, like, but that's fine. You know, a take on the very classic Frankenstein story or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> okay. So Fra Frankenstein, Day of the Beasts, again written directed by our favorite dude, Ricardo. Islas 2011. Here we go. We open on a snowy screen. Our title card appears Frankenstein Day of the Beast and some shots of like a snowy, beautiful mountain mm -hmm. and woods. There's these it's these shots are gorgeous. Oh, like beautiful. this very snowy. Uh, it made me like want to get all up in there. Yeah, I love cozy. It. Yeah, these shots are really beautiful and uh, eerie and spooky at the same time. But also randomly tranquil as well yeah. like ah yes so peaceful but what will arise yes, from the mist 
what's coming for us. <laughs> we see some men walking through the snowy woods with barking hounds. And one of the men, Captain Jaeger, picks up a bloody dead animal and asks another man if this was him. And the other man is Victor Frankenstein. Mm. And he says, perhaps, but I know, I know he prefers a different kind of meat. Okay. So they get called by some other soldiers to come and see something that the dogs have found. As they walk away, we see that someone is watching them. Hmm. It's a young girl. This is Agatha and her blind father. And they're gathering wood in the woods, basically. She thinks that these men are hunting. Technically, she's not wrong. Sure. Yeah. As they walk away, we see that someone else is watching them. Lots of watching. Lots from of watching. Yep. Behind wooden things and stuff. <laughs> Agatha and her dad arrive at a cabin in the woods, which is their home, I guess. Uh, and we still see that there's somebody watching them. And we hear these guttural sounds and heavy breathing as they spy through the boards of the cabin. But de repente, we hear some horses arrive. And Agatha goes to see. And it's her brother, Felix, and he is arriving with his brand new wife, Safi. He introduces Safi to Agatha. And so everybody knows Safi is black mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. she responds with enchanté. And so we're like, ooh, black and French, perhaps. Uh, or of a country that was colonized by France. Yeah, so and knows? also this has taken place a while ago. So, you know. You're yes, so... We got old, old, old timey. We're talking lanterns we're and talking by lan pelts. like oil lanterns. Yeah, we're <laughs> we're talking. We need wood from the woods. You know what I mean? Like that kind of vibe. The kind of guns that are happening here are like, let me oh, load vintage. in my gunpowder and <laughs> let me put a pellet in and yeah, use like, a stick bam, bam. to like smash it in. Exactly. Yeah, we're doing all that. It's shit. a fucking long ass <laughs> time ago. And blind dad is like, oh, my God, come over here, sweet uh, daughter-in-law, and let me see you. Mm. And he touches her face to, like, see her, right? Outside, the being that's watching them through the cabin slats, in the dark, he reaches its gray hand up to its own face, which is hidden by the shadows. Mm. And let's not mince words here. We're not going to play any games. This motherfucker is fucking Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, this is the creature. I, yes. <laughs> this is the creature. I vacillate between calling him the creature, the monster, Frank, um, and some other, other words, uh, Frankenstein's monster. So you'll know that I'm talking about him when I talk about him. You know, uh, that's an interesting point here because I was reminded of how much... I mean, I make this mistake all the time, like literally in earlier in the film with the soldiers, they're like, hey, Frankenstein. And I was like, what? The monster? Who are you calling? <laughs> but no, you, you all, like, remind yourself, Franken Frankenstein is not the monster. It's the fucking man who created the monster. Correct. A little later, Felix goes to what I'm going to call like the wood lodge or the area of the house where the wood is kept or sure. where you go chop the wood. behind. One of the walls, something stirs. Girl, I jumped. When I tell you one thing about this film, I jumped so many times. I did too. 
totally did too. Constantly jumping. Constantly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And a, a lot of the like jump scare moments you know, have the setup of you're like, oh, a jump scare is coming. Like you can tell, but it's still. But they land. Good. They land every time. They land every time. They yeah. they absolutely do. So I absolutely I fucking jumped too. <laughs> so I fucking jumped. I was like, what the fuck? And Felix calls out, "Hello." Y de repente, the door opens, like slams open again. I jumped. I was like, what the fuck? We're three minutes in. Three minutes in. <laughs> yeah. And this, but it's not the monster, obviously. It's Agatha. And they're talking about, oh, I I love Safi and she's the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. And Felix is very happy and she's happy that Felix is happy. Oh my God. Also, Agatha, my sister, can you please teach? Uh, my wife Safi to speak English, and she's like, "Of course, I'll teach you to speaking teach her to speak English. I would love to learn French. Great, we have a deal." But there are some vibes here. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was literally just now in my head being like, "Should I say it? Should I not say it? Should I say it? Should I not say it? Should I don't?" And so I'm so glad you said it because literally. <laughs> Here in my notes, I literally wrote, this brother-sister situation makes me feel weird. Like, I, <laughs> what were the vibes to you? These are the vibes that I felt. Remember that Folgers commercial of that sister that has her brother come home from college and uh, everybody on the internet is like, those siblings are fucking. <laughs> oh, wow. I do not remember that. But that's the vibe I got, that's too. That's the vibe. Because I, because, okay, this is like a different section of the house. Of the house, you know? yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. This is like, these are two, like, this, this is going to be incestuous because of the performance also between them. And I think that is a fault of the actors. And I think this is a good time also to mention the acting in this movie is not good. Everybody. <laughs> it's just not good. There are moments. There are moments that I'm like, okay, I see you. I feel you, but I'm going to say for the most part, it's just not good. And, uh, this was definitely a first instance of like, I shouldn't feel weird right now, but because you're not doing this right. I feel fucking weird. Please yeah. figure this out. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a little too much sexual tension yes! for you guys Ew. right now. Like, yeah. were these... I, I, I would... Like, if you told me that these actors, like, during this shoot like started fucking they hooked were like up? yeah totally oh, hooked yeah. up i'd be like oh i absolutely 100 totally. totally yeah yeah they're married now they yeah. have kids now <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would believe it i would believe it how did you guys meet oh well we were we played siblings in the film <laughs> frankenstein day of the beast it's cool that's uh, cool yeah true love it's the next day, and Safi is going out on for a stroll in the snowy woods very pretty she also seems to be looking around uneasily, which she should be uneasy because it's obvious that Frank, our guy Frank, is watching her. She gets to the banks of a lake and she extends a little prayer rug because 
ladies and gentlemen, Safi is Muslim. And I was like, mm. I love this little detail of having her go out to pray and all this stuff. I, I, I don't know. There was something Frankenstein experts. Is this something that's in the book? I would I would think that's fascinating if that is actually part of it. I don't know if it is, but love that detail. About I, her. I agree. This could have been an interesting kind of thing to explore in this movie. However, it doesn't really go anywhere. No, it's kind of just like the propeller of having her go to yeah. a secluded spot, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah. But like yeah. would some exploration of that would have been fun. But Agreed. what are you going to do when she finishes praying? She gets up and she still feels weird and uneasy. You can tell. But here comes Felix bounding up the road and she tells him, <laughs> I heard something. And he's very dismissive. He's like, oh, uh, the, what? It was me. What are you talking about? Because he's got a plan mm. because, baby, Agatha has taken Papa to the store in the village. And let's go. <laughs> Safi, Safi is like, je ne comprends pas. And he's like, girl, there's no one home. Let's fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. So smash cut to some old timey tunics and some kissing on the bed. And you're yeah. like, OK, great. And but all. We got an audience, guys, because outside that window, a shadowy creature is watching. Mm. Later that day, Agatha points at objects and names them in English (laughs) to Safi. Basin. Yeah. Basin. Basson. Knife. (laughs) Basson. I love that she was like, Basson. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And while she's pointing at objects and naming them, Felix is mending a belt, a saddle. He's sewing something together. Yes. With some very thick, like twine cord yes. twine kind of it thing. seems like whatever Some- he's sewing is like leathery thick. something leathery is what i wrote yeah. yeah exactly outside we see the creature and he touches his own wrists that have like huge disgusting gashes on them looks great uh one thing about this movie is the money that they did get and spend on was on these gore effects, Absolutely. which I highly praise. We, Amazing. We love practical gore effects here at Wiki Horror, and we got a lot of them with this movie and loved it all. Loved. Absolutely. And as he's like touching his like wounds, it almost feels like he's remembering something or there's mm. a feeling of... Oh, yes, this once was me of some sort. Mm. The next morning, Felix wakes up and Safi is gone. And he looks out the window and she's heading back to her spot to pray. Agatha comes in and is like, what's going on? What's wrong? And Felix is worried that their papa won't accept Safi because he wonders how much his hands can see. So basically, Mm. he's like, does he know she's she's black? Basically, Over at the lake, Safi prays. With her eyes closed. And when she opens them, de repente, thump, another jump. Oh, I jump so high. Yep. Something has knocked her out. But back at the house, everybody's having breakfast. And Papa asks about Safi. He's like, where is she? Where's your wife? And Felix is like, oh, she's out for a walk. <laughs> you know, out for a walk. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And Agatha... Agatha is just like, I'm not here to play games, dude. She's praying, Papa. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And Papa's <laughs> and Papa's like, wait, why? Why is she praying outside? It's what the hell? And Felix is like, oh, you know what? Uh, mm, let me go find her. I'm gonna go fucking. Uh, don't worry, I'll go find her. Mm-hmm. And Agatha's like, I'm <sighs> these men and their bullshit. And she sits down and she's like, Papa, we gotta talk about Safi. And I was like, okay, go Agatha. Go for it, Agatha. This business out. Yeah. Outside, Felix comes across Safi's prayer rug, and it's stained with blood. And we cut to Safi trying to crawl away from something that's chasing her in the snow. And her hands are bloody, but she's suddenly pulled back and she's attacked by the creature. And then she's just chucked to the side with fucking half of her face eaten off, it seems. She looked, it was a very quick flash of her like landing with no skin on her jaw. Mm-hmm. And there was a brief moment I was like, oh, she kind of looks like the Evil Dead poster. <laughs> she totally does. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So Agatha has broken the news to her dad that Safi is black and Muslim. And he is obviously not cool with that. Oh, is God. Just being a dick about it. But it doesn't matter because Felix comes running in with Safi's bloody prayer rug and he's like, please, Agatha, come help me find her. Also, BT dubs, you can tell that they filmed this in an actual freezing cold cabin in the snow because every actor is just it's a plume of smoke out of their mouths inside the house of this place. I'm like. They are freezing their asses off. Little red noses like people are fucking cold out here for real. And here's the thing. Ricardo Islas, we talked about this in the, I believe it was Plenilunio, or it might have been in Almorir La Matine because Mm -hmm. we talked about him there. Uh, But Ricardo now lives in Chicago. So I'm pretty sure this was filmed in Illinois in the middle of fucking winter. Have you... (laughs) spent have you been in fucking chicago or anywhere around there in the winter it is brutal i know no. i've never been Ooh. no i was in chicago once in february and i was just like never again Death. it's yeah how do they so do fu- it how 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 do you do it how do you do it <laughs> who knows <laughs> so In the snow, outside now, looking for Safi, we see this big trail of blood as Felix and Agatha are, like, calling for her. And Safi, Safi, where are you? But back at home, blind-ass Papa doesn't realize that he's in for some trouble. Mm -hmm. On the door, two bloody gray hands appear. And a giant fur-wearing torso enters, towering over Papa. Who keeps asking, Agatha? Safi? Is that you? Why don't you say anything? What's going on? And like something again that we saw in Plenilunio with Ricardo is that he is very good at teasing the monster. Because we never, we don't officially see his, like the monster's full face until like, 15 minutes from the end. Which I loved. It's like Jaws. Loved. Like, loved. Don't, don't show me the full thing till the end. And honestly, yeah. that made this monster so much scarier. Because you, all you can really tell is that it's like hulking in size. It's fucking huge. Like, for example, when it comes into this house, I was actually confused because the, the 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 hands appear at the top of the door frame. And I was yeah. like, is it on the roof? Like climbing in from the roof? But no, it's just no, it's he's so just fucking ginormous. tall that he yeah. grabs from the top of the door. 
Like this right. motherfucker is huge. That's a huge bitch. <laughs> so, so, you know, Papa is like, hello, who are you? Hello. And <laughs> finally he reaches out to touch whoever it is that has an- entered the space. And it's a giant, probably rock hard abs of fucking Frankie boy. Mm-hmm. And a huge dollop of blood falls onto Papa's hand, which freaks him the fuck out. Mm. And he puts out his walking stick to like defend himself, which Frank grabs and just like, like nothing pulls this guy towards him, smashes his head onto his chest, knocking Papa to the ground. <laughs> like that's how strong that chest is. Yeah. So then Frank grabs the uh, Papa's walking stick and just starts beating the shit out of Papa. And Papa is begging, please stop, stop. And he does a classic like horror movie scream where it like zooms into his face like one, two, three into the (laughs) mouth. And then just Frank just fucking bops that fucking walking stick into his mouth like right through this guy's skull. This is brutal. Which I'm pretty sure, brutal, and I'm pretty sure is what we see in one of the scenes that is shown in Al Morir La Matine, which is what movie is being, this is the movie being shown in Al Morir La Matine, Matine, Maxi Contenti's film, where Ricardo Islas plays the fucking murderer, which is, he's so good in. Which is why this movie, Frankenstein Day of the Beast, feels kind of iconic in a in a strange mm-hmm. way, at least like I guess totally. to us, because I remember watching Al Morir La Matine and being like, what is that fucking movie on the screen? And just being I remember, I think even discussing with you being like, look at those gore effects. Like it looks great, whatever's happening. And it's just so cool that it's all tied in. And it's like honestly something we never would have discovered without this podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, I think it's, I just, I love the homage in Al Morir La Matine. And I just love the discovery of like, of, of Ricardo Islas of watching this movie of everything. And I remember seeing this fucking walking stick to the mouth and being like, holy shit. I remember seeing that from Al Morir La Matine. So cool. Outside. Felix, Felix. <laughs> Outside, Felix and a- Felix y la Agatha, they find, <laughs> they find Safi's body. Mm. And they turn her over and they see like the bottom half of her face is just open. It's just a fucking raw jaw. Looks Ooh. great. Yeah, very good. And Agatha sees someone run like down the way from them and she screams and Felix runs after it, leaving Agatha behind. And she's like, please don't leave me here on my own. What the hell? And Agatha calls for Felix and calls for Felix. And she's looking around these snowy woods and there's no one. And it's so quiet. Cuando boo with a growl and a scream, the screen goes dark again, jumped and it worked. But wait, Agatha isn't dead. We see her waking up and her face is like spritzed with blood, it seems. Mm. And as she's coming to, we don't hear her. It's just score that we hear. And we see that Frank is sewing something <gasps> just like just like uh, Felix, Felix was. was before. The same cord, it seems, and is doing the, the mannerisms of sewing. But we don't hear anything. 
we just see uh, Agatha screaming and screaming as he sews. Yikes. Weird. Yeah. Now we see a big body of water and a boat heading towards an island. And we see shots of an old dilapidated mansion, which I think is technically meant to be a church. Mm-hmm. And an, a woman pulling down lace, a lace veil over another woman's face. And then we see the small boat docking and a group of men helping a priest out of it. We hear vows in Latin and we see Victor Frankenstein, whom we saw at the top. And it's his wedding day. He's marrying Elizabeth, but she seems weary. Yeah. Like <laughs> I wrote probably because they're in the middle of nowhere in a rundown house with guards at the door and two people as witnesses. But like, why are we here? Why are we here? Why yes. have you brought me here? Literally, they there's a wide shot of the space that they're in, which is an awesome shot. Yes. But it is this place is in ruins. Yes. Shambles. It's shambles. Such a cool shot, it's though, that like really like this, whatever location they found is really, really cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, there's there's two guards at the door. There's two people as witnesses uh, who are Justine and Percival. Uh, And there's a few more men that are waiting over by the boat. And then we see them again and their vows. Vows? And we see them again and their vows. And, uh, you know, Frankenstein is like, yes, I do. They respond in Latin. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) Elizabeth is like looking around at this desolate, horrible place. And Frankenstein literally has to be like, Elizabeth? Hello. Like, hello? Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm getting married. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. She's so she not about it. She's not feeling it. Reluctantly yes. says yes. And then they kiss. But outside, one of the men that's on the boat, Schiffer, and Mr. Rowley, who's another one of the men, are noticing some odd things around them. There's some bubbling by the boat, noises in the bush. And while Mr. Rowley is looking one way, behind him, we see Schiffer get snatched. Whoop. I jumped. Absolutely. (laughs) Also, the dude gets snatched and then the boat is lifted just into the air, right? Into the air. I believe so. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Back at the church slash mansion, Elizabeth is like... Victor, you're being a real weirdo, dude. What is the deal? We've been planning this since we were little. Where are your parents? Where is everyone? Why are we here? Can you please give me some information? It's my wedding day, you motherfucker. And uh, he is totally distracted and looking out of a window suspiciously. And he tells her, don't worry. I know you're disappointed, but this will be over soon. Outside, some of the other men call to Mr. Rowley to come over and they're like, it's Schiffer, it's Schiffer, we found Schiffer. And they say that they were trying to escort the priest back to the boat so that he can go back to the mainland and go home. But lo and behold, (laughs) that boat is gone. It flew through the air (laughs) with greatest of ease. And all that's left are planks of wood covered in blood and a blood-stained scarf. And Mr. Rowley says, we need to go find Jaeger. Jaeger arrives and he sees something on the ground. It's here. 
he says. Now, Jaeger is the guy from the top right. with Frankenstein that they're like hunting and where the Agatha saw. Yeah, the snowy Remember? location. Correct. <laughs> when he says it's here, we look on the ground and he is standing, his foot is standing inside a giant <laughs> footprint a la Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just a tiny foot in like a huge uh, rectangle of yeah. a footprint. I thought that was great. I oh, laughed. There time. are there are I must say quite a few moments in this movie that I laughed out loud and I would like to think that they were meant to be humorous. Like some of them were not. Some of them yeah. just were not. It was just unfortunately bad acting, but some of them are like no 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 no. You wanted me to laugh here. Yeah. yeah. And this well, is one and of them. I kept thinking about Plenilunio. And in Plenilunio, there was a lot yes. of humor there. And yes. I think that's kind of the same vibe that, I, you know, it's a bummer that the acting wasn't. Because if he had actors that could deliver it, mm-hmm. I think we would have had way more fun. But, I you know, agree. you you got to take what you can get sometimes when you're making an independent film, man. And like, that's how it works. Absolutely. And like, that just goes to show that that is that says something about Ricardo's talent uh, versus the actor's talent, because like, OK, so the actors didn't quite deliver. They just did not. Pero Ricardo's ta- he wrote this and like it, you still caught on moments that are like that was fucking hilarious. You know, it still came through over at the mansion slash church, Victor explains to Elizabeth that Jaeger is the only man that he knows amongst this bunch of guys and that Jaeger hired the rest of them to be here while they got married. And she's like, why? Why are they here and not my family, homie? (laughs) And he says, to protect you. And she's like, Literally, like this movie, the face, if I could describe the face this poor woman has for most of the film, it's what? It's like a <laughs> yeah. furrowed brow. Like, I don't get it. Like, Boca abierta, just like, Boca huh? Abierta, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Victor explains he was part of the group that searched for my little brother, William. Remember my little brother, William, how that night that he was murdered? And she's like, what are you talking about? Murdered again, just like big eyebrows, like <laughs> what's happening? And this is total news to Elizabeth because she thought that Victor's brother died from drowning. Pero no, his neck was broken. Mm. He was murdered. And then he pulls Elizabeth close who's like freaking out over this news and he whispers to her and now it's coming after you. And she's like, what? What is <laughs> going on here? What is going on here on this day? And also, why did you fucking bring me here if it's coming after me? Hello? Here no. <laughs> on my wedding day? <laughs> Oh, man. De repente, the priest bursts into the room and demanding an explanation why he needs to stay overnight on this weird island, which Victor is confused about. He's like, what are you talking about? And Jaeger, who has followed them in, explains that the boat is destroyed. Schiffer is dead. And the next boat is coming tomorrow morning. So, you know, things aren't going right right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Suddenly there's a shot and a scream from outside. So Victor Yeager, Mr. Rowley, a guy named Knives all go to look for this guy, Hertz. Okay, there's a lot of names and men in this movie. So... (laughs) Many motherfucking men in this movie. Lots of men. Wow. (laughs) So they go out to look for Hertz, who is apparently the person that screamed outside. But not before the priest says, can someone please explain to me what the bloody hell? And then he looks up to the heavens and says, I'm sorry. (laughs) Now, okay. Uh, hilarious now your like your <laughs> delivery, but this would have worked with a better actor. Yes. Sorry dude. to this man. Sorry to, Sorry this, to man, this man. But you fucked that one up, sir. You yeah. didn't you didn't nail it. <laughs> this is coming from an actor here, you know, like yeah. I, I know when I don't fucking nail it. It doesn't feel yeah. good. And sir, you did not. You didn't get the part. I mean, you did for some reason, but you know, it was not good. Coming from a coming from a comedian, when yes. you want to deliver a joke, yeah, it, you know, you gotta find the cadence, my guy. And yeah, this, this wasn't it. This fell short. Yeah, but that, uh, I, but this is what we're talking about. We're like the, the line the, is great. The, the line is great. The intention is great of like why it should be in here. I love that. That was Ricardo. But it was yeah. not delivered by the actor, unfortunately. Yeah. You know? Oh, that priest was... What are you going to do? Not good. Ooh, He's, that priest. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Sorry, sir. Sorry to this man. <laughs> Sorry to this man, Kiki Palmer. <laughs> so they search the woods, and they find Hertz's rifle. It's bent and fucked up, and they're like, what the hell? This who Who is able to do this? This is a steel rifle. Mm, mm. Cuando de repente, otro shot, and they run to it. And they find the guy who shot it, and he looks all distressed. And they're like, what is it? And he points over his shoulder, and the men all look, and they see Hertz split in two (gasps) with the guts sprawled, like almost like a little line connecting the two halves of the body, just made of guts. Awesome. The top half still alive and like making horrible gurgling sounds that I was like, oh, I don't like it. (laughs) Looks awesome. Awesome. Nailed. Love this. So good. Give me guts all day long, my guy. So Jaeger obviously sees this and he's like, oh, dude, and mercifully shoots him and puts him out of his misery. Mm. Back at the church mansion, Elizabeth cannot get over this news about William, Victor's brother, and how he got murdered and his neck was broken. She keeps asking the priest, why does God do this? Why? Why? I held him when he was a baby. The day he was killed, we had choir practice together and I was supposed to walk him home. But instead, I went out. (laughs) I went to go make out with Victor and he fucking died. (laughs) So she's having a lot of guilt. Yeah. Yeah. And the priest is a piece of shit. And he's like, (laughs) this motherfucker, (laughs) this motherfucker. He's like, yes. You did do wrong. <laughs> Fuck <Sir>? you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and he's like, we all need to pay for our sins. Excuse me? How dare you? I, I, yes. How dare you? But there's not enough time to be mad at this priest because 
He's standing by a window and a hand smashes through his body. Spraying everyone with blood. And then the hand that has expelled through his chest (laughs) makes a fist and then pulls him and his entire body out through this window. (laughs) Another shot that was in Almorila Matine looks great. Oh my God. The ferocity at which this man's (laughs) body was pulled back through the window. I love this. Obviously not the old man that played the priest. Clearly. Because that would have broken De- that old dead. man's back. <laughs> Muerto. But this gave me, um, first of all, awesome effect. It reminded me of when in Candyman, Candyman like flies back through the window in that one scene. I loved this so much, but I just need to take a moment. First of all, awesome fucking kill. I love this yeah, person. Great uh, this, kill. this This uh, murder here. There is an actor in the back during this scene Uh that I'm obsessed with. So there's Elizabeth being like, why, my God, what's going on? And there's a woman behind her. Justine. Justine. Justine is back there performing. Like, the woman (laughs) is crying. She's, like, wiping her (laughs) snotty nose. I'm obsessed with her because... She, I was like, oh, you know what? I kind of buy Justine in the back there. I kind of buy her. Thank you, Justine. And when this fucking fist p- punches through the priest, Elizabeth <laughs> and Justine are like spattered with blood. Yeah. And Justine is screaming. The blood gets inside of her mouth. <gasps> no, <laughs> I did not notice that. I loved this so Amazing. much so i just had to give a little shout out to justine because i shout out to I justine i loved her i loved her also, so much poor justine and elizabeth they put them in these corsets where their tits are, are up to their chins on purpose like these of oh course. my god i was like this movie so okay directed by a man a man we love you know but directed by a dude surrounded by men these tits are on display <laughs> Like on this Jesus, <laughs> she is like resting her nose on them. She's like, like I can geez. barely breathe. <laughs> yeah, my tits. But and I, but I like just want to give props because it's not easy to do that shit in a corset, Ooh. dude. Corsets are brother, where your fucking lung should be. I can't your, even imagine. your fucking uterus is up in your throat, and you're like, I don't even know who I am anymore. I might yeah. as well be Frankenstein's monster because all my pieces are I'm rearranged inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, Jesus. <laughs> so everybody's screaming because the priest has just been uh impaled and pulled through a window <laughs> and uh and all these men kept running back into the room and and Jaeger's like we need to go back out there. He can't be too far off. Like we need to find the who did this? What the fuck is going on here? But Victor is like I'm going to stay here with Elizabeth. Okay. Outside, the men hear distant screaming of the priest, but also like low guttural growling and and screaming. And one of the guys, Knives, who's like a young man, he's like, is that the priest? But Jaeger's like, dude, I don't fucking think so. (laughs) (laughs) When from deep in the woods... Something literally takes flight and goes flying over their heads and then lands with a thud behind them. And they're like, what the fuck was that? 
<laughs> and they go to turn to see and they look and it's the fucking priest. Oh Hella dead. Oh. Hole in the chest, but also now no arms. In like tatters. arms ripped off. <laughs> This, okay, I, look, this was like a double whammy scene for me. Like, first we get the priest through the window, and now the priest tossed like a fucking baseball. The priest is flying through the air. And I mean, from the depths of the woods, flying through the air. But also, I just need to give a little shout out to Knives, because I I was like, this is me. Because he's like, what is that? What was it? What is it? What? What do you see? And I would have been like, Knives was freaking out. Losing his shit. Freaking out. I would have been like, I would be that fucking scared too. Yes. Are you kidding me? I would be holding on to somebody's shirt, (laughs) pulling backwards and be like, I was cackling during this part. It's it was too good. (laughs) So good. Victor appears from the wood and Mr. Rowley attacks him and he's like, what are we facing? Damn you. What is this? Because obviously uh, Victor not only is keeping information from Elizabeth, it seems as though the only person that kind of really knows what we're up against is him and Jaeger. Mm -hmm. Everybody else is like, we've been hired to protect somebody and that's it. So Rowley is like, I need to fucking know what I'm up against, dude. Like, we literally saw a man flying through the tossed, air. Tossed. Tossed yep. like mm-hmm. a salad, okay? Yep. But Jaeger stops Rowley and he's like, listen, our enemy is up on that hill. Pero de repente ahí viene la Elizabeth. Y la Elizabeth está, ay no, yo quiero quedarme aquí con vos, Victor. But niña, ¿qué estás haciendo? I want to be here with you. I want to be close to you. Girl, you're in a corset. <sighs> wow. But <laughs> he's like, Victor's like, please, we need to go back to the church, okay? It shouldn't see her, is what he says. And Elizabeth is like, again, why? Can you tell me why? Please, I must know. Tell me. Why? This this is actually a question I have for you two as to like, Beto, why? Did he bring her here? I can't say I know after having watched this movie twice. I'm I feel like a fucking dundo, but I'm like, if she sh- if he shouldn't see her, mm-hmm. why did you fucking bring her here? Because it sure seems like you knew this monster was going to follow you. You have answers for me. I can see it in your face. I absolutely. Oh, I'm so do. glad. I'm so glad. <laughs> I can see it in your face. Uh, but. Victor obviously doesn't explain anything and Jaeger is looking through a tiny telescope and he sees the monster eating the priest's arm. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I think we should go back to the church. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Let's go. (laughs) When suddenly Frank is like, oh, you think you can get away from me so easy? Did you see that priest flying through the air? How about some rocks now? So Knives gets hit with a rock in the head and then they're just getting pelted, right? So they're like, go, go, go. We got to go back to the church. We go in the church and Frank is still throwing rocks. He's breaking windows. He's doing the jam. But these dudes are at the windows trying to shoot at him with their old timey guns. Pero todavía, everybody's screaming. It's a fucking madness. During this madness, Victor asks Percival, who is the other is there's Justine and there's Percival, who are the two witnesses from the wedding, who Percival is the most 
Chicago looking motherfucker I have ever seen in my life. Okay. Try, you... Trying to do a German accent. Try Air Frankenstein. Which he gives up on like right oh. quick. He's like, no. But I'm just saying, if you saw this man walking down the street, you would be like, Oh, that guy's from fucking Chicago. There's no way you wouldn't. No, yeah. he's got a mustache. Yeah. He's got tiny glasses and a round, sweet, chunky face. Yeah. But like a like his eyes, his nose and his mouth are really like in the center of his face. So he's sure. just like a sweet little, sweet little guy. cuddly. Like you can imagine him watching a fucking football game and yes. being like, oh, yeah, let's oh, go. Yeah. Bolts, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. The most Chicago look. I mean, I seriously, like, I can't get over how Chicago he is. Yeah. So they ask Percival if there's a basement to this church. And he's like, yeah, air doctor. <laughs> Percival. <laughs> Percival. Oh, yeah. And then suddenly the rock throwing suddenly stops. And they're all quiet. And they're like, shh. And they hear footsteps above them. Cuando de repente the ceiling smashes, two hands come down, grabbing Justine. No, not Justine. <laughs> and pulling her up into the ceiling. And then the men are shooting, shooting into the ceiling. And Victor's like, you guys, no, stop shooting, stop shooting. And once they do, from above, Justine just falls down dead. That mm. fucking guy killed her. So Jaeger and Rowley at the windows, they see that Frank, after killing Justine up there, has gotten down and run past them. And Jaeger says that this guy is about three meters tall. And it's like, that's, Ooh. again, that's a huge bitch. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So, so he's like, okay, everybody, we need to go down to this basement. Right now, let's go. In the basement, they try and board up the door, but Victor is like, dude, it's fucking useless. The monster is going to pulverize that door as if it were sugar. And Jaeger is like, you know what, my guy? You got to tell us what is going on here. And Victor finally is like, okay. This is the deal with Frank. One of the guys is like, is he a demon? And Victor says, no, perhaps it's the devil himself that keeps it alive. Or maybe it's God, and this is his way to punish me for trying to play him. Mm. Smash cut to vintage surgery tools covered in blood, and we see Victor doing some surgery in his lab. We pull out, and we see a body wrapped in bloody bandages laying on a surgery table. Very mummy-esque, actually, totally. which I was like, interesting that he made him look like a mummy a little bit. And scary. <clears throat> I thought that this uh, this design was scary because the you know the bandages are super super bloody. They're very it's, soaked. It's gross. You know this yeah. this honestly creeped me out. Victor and his assistant Henry, which I was like, not Igor. <laughs> oh, uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what was the face that you made? I'll keep Gay? going with the yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we'll get into this more. Let's keep talking. Keep going in this scene. Okay. <laughs> so, Victor and his assistant, Henry, are inserting tubes, like little thin tubes, into this bandaged body. And all of a sudden, the screen is a single, like, 
shot of this bubbly green substance, mm. almost jellified, if you will. Mm-hmm. Victor removes a stopper in one of the tubes and this green chemical is released into the body. And we get a not so great CGI representation of this green substance taking over cells, mutating them, regenerating them in a green format and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Cuando de repente the bandage hand starts to move. And Henry, the assistant, points out to Victor like, hey, look, it's fucking moving over there. And Victor presses his ear onto the bandaged body's chest. And yep, seems something is stirring Mm. inside. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because Henry is the one that says, is it alive? And like, you know, when you think of Frankenstein, you think of it's it's alive. alive. Mm-hmm. And then it's Henry that's like, is it alive? <laughs> I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> All right, sure. Uh, so Victor checks the body's reflexes and he snaps at each ear and he opens the eyelids to check and checks his pulse, which is very weak. And there's no really responses to any of the stimuli. And Henry suggests, well, maybe you need a little bit more time. So Victor journals at his desk. And he's explaining that it's been three days and the creature hasn't woken up. There are vital signs, but they're very weak. And maybe that it's not, maybe it's not that he's weak, but that he's just different. Mm-hmm. So he goes to check the creature in the lab and he notices something. He asks Henry for the measuring tape to check how tall he is. And Henry's like, well, I know how tall he is. He's one meter and 74 centimeters. But they measure again, and now he's 1 meter 86 centimeters. Mm. So the creature is growing. Yikes. And Henry's like, how? How is this possible? And Victor says, glandular inactivity, chemical imbalance, who knows? And Henry's like, this should, but that stuff takes years to affect a body. And, uh, and Victor says, well, this isn't a normal human being. <laughs> Henry, his face is like, Shit, I probably shouldn't have taken this job. I'm in (laughs) over my head. (laughs) Now, this might be just a good time to drop in here. I feel like I can say this uh, Uh because I am a gay man. uh, But I was getting vibes from Henry. That's what I'll say. I was getting vibes. I was like... I also got vibes. I was like, he's one of us. Which then I was like, oh, Fascinating. Was this done on purpose? Is this a different take on this story that Frankenstein and his gay lover created the uh, the the creature for whatever purpose? Who knows? And then I was also like, pretty sure there must be a gay porn around, like made at some point in the past with Absolutely. this kind of storyline. But it was There's another no thing where I was just like. No, that's just your gay agenda, Johnny. It's just your gay agenda. Like, the, like I could be wrong about that actor, but I was like, it would make an interesting story. It would make an interesting story. You know what I mean? 
I think it is your gay agenda. I just think <laughs> Henry happened to be gay in his regular non-acting life. And uh, sure. he was like, I'm just going to let it travel through to Absolutely. my acting a little bit. And if, and if the actor is not gay, I will not apologize because there's nothing wrong with being gay, dude. So, you Absolutely. know. So you just seemed a little gay to me. Go. And that's totally cool. <laughs> <laughs> so it's later and Victor sleeps and is awoken by a yelp. And he goes to check and, yep, the creature has bitten Henry. And Henry's like, he bit me. (laughs) (laughs) He bit me. He bit me. (laughs) And Victor's like, here, let me see. And I thought this was so funny because Henry puts out his hand to, like, show him the bite. But Victor fully ignores him and goes straight to the monster. And Henry's face is like, oh, well, fuck my drag. Am I right? (laughs) It's over between us. It is over. (laughs) He's like, I thought you meant me. I was the one that got bit, you asshole. It was fine. (sighs) Um, So he goes to to the creature and he checks. But he's like, it must have just been a reflex. And he turns away. Pero el Frank, Michael Myers is his ass right up and Mm -hmm. sits straight up. And Victor does the classic, my name is Victor. Points at himself. Me, it's me, me, Victor, you Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, no, that's not true. You monster, basically. Sure, sure. But he's like, I'm Victor. And he snaps his fingers on his ears and he waves his hand around his face. And it doesn't and he doesn't seem to respond to him. And but still, he's like something. There must be something that can I can get him to respond. So he asks Henry to hand him a, a bowl of food and he spoons some of it into Frank's mouth and he responds. He like starts to eat a little bit. But when Victor goes to give another spoonful of it, smack, Frank slaps it away. I totally jumped. This was stressful, this scene. You know, you're ready yeah. for the monster to to snap or snatch or grab or something like that. It was, it was scary. Yeah. And after he smacks the bowl away from from Victor, the creature stands up suddenly. Again, I was like, oh, yo, 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 But still, he's like out of it. Yeah. There's no like facial recognition, if anything. Henry is like, dude. I don't know about this. This guy, something's funky. But Victor approaches the creature and he says, can you see me? And grab. (laughs) Frank starts choking Victor. I jumped again. This one, I was full of jumps. Henry goes to help, but the creature is too strong and Victor is starting to pass out. So Henry grabs uh, some scissors and he stabs the creature with them. And the creature drops Victor but unfortunately grabs Henry instead. And as Victor starts to like shake off this pass out feeling, he sees, he looks over and he sees the creature eating Henry. Henry did not deserve this. No, he didn't. He just tried to help him. What the hell? He literally was like, he bit me and you didn't even give a shit, my guy. You didn't fucking pay attention. Hello. And so Victor is like, well, fuck this shit. I'm not trying to get eaten by my creation. So he gets up and he runs through the woods. Wow, Victor. Yeah, fucked up, my guy. Wow, okay. We see you. Yep. In a voiceover while he's running through the woods, he explains, I thought I could run fast enough so that I could outrun what I had done. I was wrong. And he falls over and the creature falls right on top of him. But the creature doesn't attack him or kill him or anything. 
So we're back in the present day with everyone in the basement listening to this story. And Mr. Rowley is like, why did he let you live? And Victor says, I didn't know until my little brother, William. And this is where you're going to get your answers. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We get a quick shot of Frank holding down a little boy's face in the water. Very quick, but enough for you to be like, oh, that's Frankenstein or that's the monster killing his little brother. And Victor says, it lives and allows me to live for the sole purpose of punishing me for having created it. Mm -hmm. And Elizabeth is like, uh, no, he doesn't hate you for you having created him. It's for you not accepting him. And she says him and he and not it like Uh Victor does. Uh Uh And I wrote, ally. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. In comes Percival, the sausage queen of Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Percival. Saying he thinks he found something. And everybody goes to see, but Elizabeth and Victor stay behind. And she says, he's here to kill me, isn't he? Mm. And she's fucking pissed because she's like, now she knows not only is my husband creating, like literally making people, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, probably not cool in her very Christian beliefs. Because in the beginning, when she's talking to the priest, she's like, why is God allowing this and whatever? And so I think this is probably very blasphemous of him to do, you know, but also why didn't you disclose any of this to me before I came to a random island to get married with you? My Absolutely. Dude? And you put me in danger. What the and fuck is going on here? Exactly. You knew, you knew. So the thing that Percival, the mayor of Chicago found <laughs> in the opening is, uh, or in the, in the basement is an opening out of this dungeon. So maybe they can escape. So Percival says that it was a rumor that this, that the church had tunnels connecting to the beach. And as they open these planks to this opening, we see that, yes, it is uh, a group of tunnels going into the mist. Jaeger tells Knives, okay, take the lantern. You go first. Mrs. Frankenstein. And she turns to him and she's like, I'm Elizabeth, which I was like, bitch, tell him. I liked this, that they really so kind of, they, they, they tried to kind of give her... They didn't try to. She like she took authority. Autonomy and she, yeah, of herself. Exactly. Autonomy. I, I really appreciated this. So did I. Uh, this statement in the movie, I'll say. I liked that a lot. Especially because she's like one of the three women, four women that are here. And so like the fact that, you know, they want to reduce her to her husband's last name. And she's like, fuck you. I'm Elizabeth. Get the fuck out of my way. There's a monster trying to fucking kill me, dude. Yeah, that was fabulous. And especially like yeah. throughout the film, like she's scared, but yeah. like she, she's more in control than any of these men are, which I really liked. And she's got brains, you know, she's like she's practical. Thinking. And yes, yes, yes I, I, exactly. I really appreciated this. Me too. So Jaeger's like, OK, well, you go next and everybody else can follow. But Victor is still in the other room and he's listening at the door. And one of the other men, Mr. Natch, asks, can you hear anything? What, what do you hear while you're there? And then for some godforsaken reason, they decide to open this fucking door. Why would you? F- what why? Are you, what are you doing? Why? So Natch 
not Natch is in like short of for naturally, but Mr. Natch. Cause... <laughs> so Natch. So Natch. Uh, so Mr. Natch. I almost said Mr. Naturally. <laughs> so Mr. Natch peeks his head out of the door. Dundo. And Victor asks, what do you see? And he turns and he's like, nothing. Mm-hmm. LOL, bitch. Because here comes Frank's fucking gray bloody ass hand to grab Natch's head. Again, jump to the ceiling. Yeah. I knew it was coming. <laughs> and yet I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> he lifts this body up and all the others come running and they're trying to pull him back by the legs. But a Frankie boy is too fucking strong, you guys. Peace out, Mr. Natch. You dead. Oh, he's like flipping and a flopping that body. Leggies yeah. flying. Just flying fly- all over flipping. the place. So Jaeger yells at everybody. He's like, fuck this. Get into the tunnel. Go into the tunnel. We got to go, go, go. <laughs> and Victor tries to go in and he stops Victor. He's like, no, Frankenstein, you're going last. And I was like, good for you, Jaeger. Yeah. He deserves it. He should go last. Yes. And so they all crawl into this tunnel. But Frank, but Victor sees that, you know, the monster is close behind. So in the tunnels, they're moving as quickly as possible. They end up at an end of a road kind of thing. There's planks and, you know, fucking knives has led them to a dead end. And fucking Elizabeth is like, are you going to fucking help me with this or not, dude? Let's take these Hello. planks down and get the fuck through here, you stupid using bitch. Her, using her head. I love it. Let's Use move. Use those noodles. Yes. And Victor's like, you guys, he's coming here. He's like right there. And again. Just reiterating, we still haven't seen a full shot of Frankenstein. Which I love. Yeah. This is just, by Frankenstein, I mean the monster. There's Mm -hmm. just, it's very shadowy. You see his, like, because he wears this pelt of Mm -hmm. fur on his chest and obviously bandaged hands and stuff like that. And you see, like, the shape of his head, but you've never, you haven't seen anything. And he's just crawling his giant body through these tunnels with these people. It makes him, it makes him scarier. That you can't, yeah, you can't see him. I love it. So Victor yells at one of the men, Bartool, to give him his gun. And he does. And Victor shoots at the monster, which doesn't do anything, but enough to stop them for a little bit. And they are able to all get out of the tunnel, making it through. And Jaeger yells at everybody in this new room that they're in. Find an exit to this room. Get and give, hurry up. What the fuck? Let's do this. Where's the monster? And then Bartool says... You shot it in the face. I saw it. Like, I saw you shoot him in the face. And Victor is like, dude, that's that's nothing. It's not going to do a goddamn thing to that fucking guy. And meanwhile, Mr. Rowley, who at this point is like, well, if there are tunnels down here, it must mean there's treasure down here. So now he's looking for treasure in this room. Now a warning. Like, (laughs) come on, my dude. And he finds he finds a a treasure chest basically and he opens it but it doesn't have gold it has a shit ton of gunpowder okay so maybe we can use this to kill the monster and victor's like dude it's not gonna kill the monster i'm telling you it might stop him but it's not gonna kill it you can blow him into a thousand little pieces and each one of those pieces will still be alive that's creepy i know very creepy and jaeger's like a thousand pieces is fine by me, dude. Let's get to spreading that gunpowder. Honestly, yes, let's do it. I mean, a, t- a teeny tiny Frankenstein ain't gonna is gonna be yeah. way easier to handle than a giant. Than this one, fucking so. exactly. Meanwhile, 
Knives has found an exit in this room and it's up in the ceiling on the roof. They see a little tiny hole of light. So they're like, okay, well, at least there's an option here to exit. I loved this scene. I thought it was really beautifully shot because all you see is like the light just kind of reflecting on their faces as they're looking up. It was beautiful. So nice, nicely done. I really liked that. I agree. So Victor is now in charge of going back in the tunnel to deposit the gunpowder. So he needs to he's going to leave a little trail like old school vibes. Like here's a little trail of Mm gunpowder and like leave the entire like a good chunk of it to explode in a certain area. Right. So Jaeger says if we hear screaming or think that anything has gone wrong and Victor doesn't even let him finish the sentence, he says, I'll light it myself, which at this point, I'm like, I don't think I would believe you, Victor. Absolutely not. You're a full of shit asshole. No. Yeah. But either way, back into the tunnel he goes. So he quietly starts to sprinkle the gunpowder down through the tunnel when he hears the monster. I know you're there and I know why you're doing this. I know what you want from me, but I would rather die than repeat that monstrosity. And this pisses Frank off. He's like, the roars and the growls that fucking Frank has are actually pretty good. I like them. Yeah. Yeah. They're very animalistic. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, the others hear Frank freaking out in there. And and Victor says to him, I never meant for you to be like this, for you to be lonely. But there's nothing that I can do. So. Okay, you putting a face. What's the no, face? No, I just, I just don't like that. I'm just like, there's nothing you can do? Like, you fucking did this. I yeah. don't know. Take some ownership of this situation, dude. I, I don't know. It just seems very like, sorry. Yeah, oh, I made my you. Bad. My bad. No, yeah. figure it I out. Agree. Maybe yeah. maybe Elizabeth's right. It just wants your 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 acceptance. Accept him, you know? So So in the book... It, for the, again, this is from the Wikipedia. Again, mm-hmm. I'm a, a idiot that doesn't read. But uh, if you the, are, I am too. <laughs> yep. Here we are. In the Wikipedia, a big part of the story is that Frankenstein actually does speak and does tell him, listen, all I want is companionship. If you can make me a partner, then I'll take my partner And we'll go to the South American uh, jungle and we'll live there happily ever after. And we're chill. Cool, bro. Will you do Mm -hmm. me that solid? All I want is a lady. That's all. Yeah. And um, even though here he's not played super uh, in such a human way, there's it's definitely leaning more towards monster way. It's the same story. It's the same idea. It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, it's just presented with like brute force here. Yeah. Like I will smash my way to getting yeah. what I want. Yeah. And Victor diminishing his wants and needs feels because technically that's his dad. That's his yeah, dude. person. It's his creator. And, and it's, it's like, your fault. You yeah. made him. You, you can't did this just to you me. can't just be like, sorry. I made a mistake. No. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, it irked me. There, there's an episode of Adventure Time. <laughs> I know I always talk about, <laughs> I know I always talk about Adventure Time, but I, there's an episode of Adventure Time where Ice King uh, collects 
pieces from all the different princesses in the realm of Ooh, and he sews them together to create his perfect princess. And he loves her. He's like, oh, my princess. And he calls her beautiful. But, you know, Ice King has like a bunch of penguins always around him. Mm -hmm. He calls him um, Gunther. And so all the Gunthers are terrified of the princess. And the Mm. princess is like, why? I don't understand. And she sees herself and she thinks she's hideous. And he's like, I love you. What are you talking about? I only see beauty. And she's like, no, I'm a monster. And it's just. It's very sad. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's the same story, but like, uh, mm-hmm. like I said, it's just like here because this is explicitly a horror film. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. this monster is going to be a fucking monster for real. Yeah, yeah. Totally. From the other room, Jaeger yells at Victor because they've heard, you know, uh, Frank boy fucking screaming and yelling. So Jaeger's like, Hey, I, what the fuck is going on down there? We are we should we light this thing or what? And R- Rowley is like, fuck this, light it up. But Elizabeth is like, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, all you motherfuckers. And she grabs a gun from one of the dudes and she says, no, put your lantern down. Mm-hmm. Do not fucking kill my husband. Nice. Yet. Okay. Good for you, girl. Love like even though it. he probably kind of deserves yeah. it, but like. Yeah. Stand up for him. Stand by your man. Stand mm-hmm. by your man. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Mr. Rowley, though, is a big arrogant jerk. And he's like, you don't even know how to shoot a gun, Mrs. Frankenstein. And she's like, my name is Elizabeth. Hello. But while the standoff is happening, Rowley is giving eyes to Knives, who's standing behind Elizabeth, and he takes a cue and he smashes the gun out of her hand, punches her in the fucking face, and Jaeger goes over to try and protect her against Knives when fucking Rowley pulls out a knife and kills Jaeger. Like, stabs him in the side traitor vibes when he falls down to the ground he even says oh you are do i fuck you motherfucker and stabs him again two things here first of all jaeger's kind of hot second i couldn't believe i was surprised didn't see this twist coming did not see humans are the monsters yep as usual in the tunnel, Victor hears commotion that is going on in there. Everybody's murdering each other. And he runs back to it with Frank following him. But as he's crawling towards, fucking the monster topples over the little t- treasure chest with all the gunpowder. And basically in the main room, Rowley, after killing Jaeger, is like, fuck it, light it up, light that shit. So Bartool lights the powder as Victor is still in the tunnel trying to run. So we kind of see the flame following the the trail that he's left behind. And and when Victor goes to turn in the tunnel, he sees it coming and he's like, fuck. So he has to turn back, kind of swerves Frankenstein a little bit or the monster. And then he goes down a different tunnel as the fuse lights up further and further, finally reaching the treasure chest and boom, collapsing everything, including the entrance to the tunnel where everybody else is in, trapping Victor and the monster in the tunnels. Desesperada, la pobre Elizabeth is like, oh my God, let's pry these planks and these big ass stones from this derrumbe that we have here. Like, Victor, hello, are you Mm -hmm. in there? Are you alive? And in the tunnel, we see, yes, he is alive. 
He crawls out of the rubble and he looks over and he sees that the creature has exploded into pieces. There's an arm here, a leg there, a foot here, a torso. Everything is scattered about. But alas, that hand starts a wiggling. Oh, boy. And Frank, the the head still attached to the to the torso, looks at him and he's bloody and monstrous, still very shadowy. Like we can see the face, but not like full on face. And the monster roars loudly, terrifyingly. Meanwhile, the others have made their way out of this dungeon room because the little hole turns out to be uh, the opening to a well. So they all crawl out. Another really Liz- cool shot. I loved this yeah. of them crawling out because it was like a fade to show them all like making their way out of the well. Really beautiful, honestly. Yeah, agreed. But Elizabeth stays behind. And she's still trying to, like, remove the rubble. Somehow, Victor has found another exit in the tunnels into another room. And he crawls out. He's got a fucking big-ass shard of wood in his leg, like, impaled in, which he, like, breaks and pulls out. It looked looked great. Like, so gross. And he ties it up so that he doesn't, you know, bleed out. Back in the other room, Elizabeth has made enough of a dent in the derrumbe to be able to squeeze through. And <laughs> sweet Percival, Percival, Chicago's finest, has uh, stayed behind also with her. And he's, he's like, a- <laughs> I'm not a small man or as young as I used to be. And Elizabeth is like, Percival, it's fine. You don't have to go in the hole if you don't need to. Oh, my God, Percival. <laughs> At this point, he- the, the German accent has just been completely discarded. It's, it's been discarded. Oh, you sweet little thing. <laughs> sweet. And he's so upset that he can't accompany her. He like literally oh, bows his head like I'm oh, poor baby. Mrs. Frankenstein. Yeah. So Elizabeth crawls through into the tunnels again. And she sees smoke from the explosion and down the shaft of, of this tunnel. And she calls for Victor, but nada. And slowly she crawls through until she comes across another little derrumbe. And on the planks, she sees blood. Meanwhile, Percival Gobert, who stayed behind, (laughs) (laughs) he waited for Elizabeth. He's waiting for Elizabeth, but he doesn't notice that behind him, a gray, bloody hand is wiggling about. (laughs) In the tunnel, still crawling, Elizabeth comes across one of Frank's feet. His pieces are everywhere. That guy is oh just, God. it literally exploded in todas partes. Yeah. Yeah. So she thinks she's okay because, oh, it's his foot. Look, he's, maybe he's dead. Mm-hmm. Pero claro que no. Those toes start a wiggling too. He's like, check out my pedicure. And she screams <laughs> and turns. <laughs> and she screams and turns. Y boo, I thought Frankie boy. Bro, I jumped again. <laughs> just jumping everywhere in this film. <laughs> and I watched this movie twice. And like, you know what I mean? I watched yeah. it twice and I still jumped every time. And the same times, every time I jumped. I, I got to say, like me too, jumping left and right, top, bottom, all over the place in this movie. T to B. <laughs> T to B. The sound quality and sound design isn't great in this film. So a lot of those jumps are particularly like, what's the word? I don't know. Plosive? Like they're just like very pronounced. So they really add 
they add to the jumps because the sound is so just like excessive. So yeah, jumping all over the place up in here. All kinds of jumps. Pero remember that he's exploded, right? So all he has is his head and torso. So he just kind of falls on top of her Ugh. armless and legless. Ew. And he's like, just like wobbling his body on top of her and she's screaming her fucking face off. He's trying to bite at her. She tries to push him off and he bites at her hands, pulling off one of her gloves with his teeth until finally she's able to like wiggle free and she runs back to the room to find Percival Ferris Bueller's day off fucking dead, dude. (laughs) No, my God. Oh, my God. Fucking... (laughs) Ferris Bueller's day off. <laughs> I literally was like, I'm just going to put as many Chicago things that I know in there. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, my God. Oh, Percival. Oh, Percival. Say Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, uh, she approaches his body. What are we doing? Something. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> she she um she approaches his body and something is moving inside his chest. And then holy chest buster from Alien Batman, Frank's disembodied hand burst out of his chest, and then the thing from Adam's family his way over yep. to Elizabeth, and she is screaming her fucking face off. She, this disembodied hand gets up to her, starts choking her, and she's like starting to pass out when Victor crawls out of the tunnel into the room, pulling the hand off of her. They make it out. On the banks of the water, the four leftover men huddle by a fire, choosing to stay there to wait for the boat in the next morning. And behind a tree, Victor and Elizabeth are like eavesdropping on them. And they decide, listen, it's not safe to stay with them. These people are fucking assholes. Let's not do that. Yeah. And so they try and find somewhere else to hide. Back in the rubble, Frank's wandering body parts have now crawled their way to each other and pulled themselves together. We get another CGI moment of the green chemical mixing with the blood, and Frank roars and growls as he basically is regenerating himself, which I was like, that's kind of cool. I agree. I thought that was really cool. And also, uh, Frankenstein nerds tell us is that a Frankenstein thing? Because as far as I know, that is not a thing. But I like that twist in this movie that he can regenerate. Exploded into millions of pieces still, this monster will find its way back together. Yeah. Very cool. I like that. I I like that too. Outside, Elizabeth and Victor find a sentinel tower that they can hide in. Mm. And Victor's leg is still fucked up. But finally, they have a moment to fucking chill out and breathe. And Elizabeth is like, dude, How could you? How could you create something so evil? And Victor is like, I think I opened the door to something else. I succeeded in reanimating tissue, but can we call that life? It breathes and it walks, but it has no soul. And yet something still drives it. I didn't create that. I didn't put that there. I opened the door to something unspeakable with my arrogance. And now we're paying for my arrogance. Yeah, my guy. Yeah, this was needed, I think, for him to be like, 
my arrogance, I that like taking like responsibility. Take, taking responsibility, taking the blame, I guess, but also him being like, but I didn't put that there. Whatever it's in there, that's not my fault. So I was also like, fuck you. But I yeah. also I like I've said, I don't know the Frankenstein story, but I found this really fascinating. Like, what's in there? What's powering this thing? That's really scary, honestly. And yeah. um, I really think that's just a, a cool idea. And it might be, again, don't know the story, but it might be a different take on the Frankenstein tale. Like, what's in there? A demon? The devil? Algo? Who knows? I just think that's really, really cool. A cool suggestion. I think so. I think so, too. And I think in the book, Dr. Frankenstein's uh, issue is the moral problems that might arise if he's like, OK, well, I created this thing who's now asking me to create another thing. Mm-hmm. What will happen if they procreate? And yeah. what is this? What What are the ramifications of this upon the rest of the world, which is now it's a very small version of that because it is only a group of people on an island that that's this is happening to. Right. But, you know, I think it's when is playing God officially you can. Well, you'll never be God because you can't, quote unquote, give anybody the the soul, the, Mm -hmm. the light, the being that you've kind of just put pieces together and hoped for the best without um, thinking about knowing what's going to happen. Consequences, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it's nighttime, and from the well, two bloody gray hands appear. Mm. Oh. In the tower, Victor sits at the window holding a necklace, a necklace we've seen before. He drops it accidentally, waking Elizabeth, and after making sure that they're safe, she asks. You said that it wanted to kill me. How do you know that? Did it tell you so? And he said, no, it showed it to me. So now we're back in the snowy cabin from the beginning. Jaeger and Victor walk into it and they find dead, blind Papa with the stick in his mouth. And they go out to the woodshed and on the ground, there's a body. It's a woman. And as it pans up her naked body, we see that her chest is a different skin tone than the arms. Mm. We get quick flashes of when Frank was sewing. And as the body, as we continue to pan up to up the body, we see that the head is Agatha's, but the chest is obviously Safi's. Mm. Mm -hmm. So Frank took the different body parts of Safi and Agatha to make himself a woman. Honestly, this looks great. Yeah. And this is fucked up. That's it's totally, totally fucked. But like the way that they made this woman, I was like, because we see the the sewing work basically in the joints of the shoulders of where the chest and the arms are sewn together. We see the neck part and it's just like it's really well done. I was really impressed. It is so creepy. Next to this dead body is this necklace that um, that Victor is holding, which was Safi's necklace. In the tower, Elizabeth is shooketh. She's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. All right. Okay. 
And Victor says, I won't give him what he wants, which is a woman, a partner, this, what he tried to make. He wants me to do that because that's what I did with him. But now it wants Elizabeth. And this is where he says, and I think it wants to breed, which just Elizabeth is sitting here taking this information of like, okay, you've made a person who now wants you to make another person for it. And because you haven't made that person, he is fucking pissed. And not only that, but his motivations are literally to keep you alive, to watch you suffer. Yes. I'm your wife, a person you loved, (laughs) you love, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And he knows that now. And He knows that if I am the closest thing to you and I'm the one that brings you the most pain, then he's going to want to take it from you. And it just happens to be that I am a woman and Mm -hmm. I am something that he wants. Yep. So I'm the fucked one here, my guy. Absolutely. Yeah. This was really (laughs) poorly thought out, Victor. This is a (laughs) fucked up situation for me. What the hell? What am I doing here? The shitty end of the stick. Remember when I decided, oh, wouldn't it be lovely to have a wedding and maybe a buffet and have my dad walk me down the aisle? I didn't ever got that. Why would Victor even go this far in the first place? Why would you even do that if you know that anybody you bring close to you will be in danger? What are Arrogance. you doing? <gasps> this is frustrating. Fucking yeah. frustrating. Oh, to have the confidence of a mediocre white man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'll make a fucking person from dead people. Who cares? Yeah. And if and if he kills her, I'll just run again. It'll be fine. Yeah. Buy myself some time. Oh, I still... I still love her, though, and I still want to have a wife. So I'll just go to an island and get married and it'll be cool. Yeah. Now, okay. I have a question now that you just said that. Is this what we are doing here? Does this idiota really think that coming to an island like this with these guards is going to keep them safe? Is that what we're fucking doing out here? I think I think that's what he believed. He believed that he's like, if I go to a A random ass place. Yeah. And ta- and have people to protect me and her. Then I can keep living my life a normal way. <laughs> the audacity. The audacity. I, I will not. That I cannot <laughs> believe that it is sim- uh, that it is as simple as that. That is just like, we'll be fine if we just go to a place where there's nobody else there. Are you joking? Senor, yeah. por favor. Senor. Pero here we Come are on. and everybody's here fucking we dead. Are. So after receiving the news that fucking this monster wants to breed with Elizabeth, smash the fucking door to the tower, breaks open. But it's not the monster. It's the remaining men. Because guess what? The monsters and the men are all garbage people here. And Rowley says, now we know what the monster wants and we intend to give it to him. So they knock Victor out and they take Elizabeth with them by force. As they wait for the boat, Elizabeth tells the men, listen, you fucking idiots. The boat is coming from the other side of the island, you dinguses. <laughs> and Rowley's like, oh, maybe you're right. And he, So he sends two men to the other side of the island to see if the boat uh, is there. And if it is, shoot your gun. Okay. So they go to the other side and they find the boat and they shoot their gun. 
But as they get closer, they they see that there's blood on the paddle. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. They slowly turn around and, hello, it's me, Frankie boy. And he, this is where we see the first real look at Frank's face, mm-hmm. which I really appreciated the fact that they gave him the classic Frankenstein forehead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a like a, a, a big eyebrow yeah. shelf, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, this last, because this is basically the last scene we have, the last section of the movie, and it's in daylight. Yeah. And, and I think that's really bold to do because this is like... We are seeing everything. Yes. Yeah. It's the reveal. So Frank grabs both these men by the throat and starts choking them out. But Bartool, who's one of the dudes, he grabs a knife and stabs Frank, which makes him let them go. And the men are scrambling and Bartool is trying to find his knife in the leaves and he can't. And the other guy has a big ass escopeta where you literally need to do the fucking stick (laughs) and the ball and the thing. And so he's trying to fucking load that shit up and he can't. Meanwhile, Victor has come to and he's back in the woods trying to find Elizabeth when he hears the shot of the guys. Same with Elizabeth and Rowley and Knives who hear the shot and they start going on the way to find the boat. But back at the fight, Frank and Bartul are still fighting. He has found the knife in the leaves and he lunges at Frank who bats him off like a gnat. Literally, again, just sends these people flying. Yeah. See? And here comes the other goon with his escopeta, and he goes to shoot, but we smash cut to Elizabeth and the other two who hear the second shot, and they're like, uh-oh, that can't be good. Yeah. So Frank is now, <laughs> we come back to Frank, thumbing out the eyes awesome. of this fucking guy, crushing his skull, yeah. loved it, loved yeah. to see it, looks great. And also, it's like fast moving, and you don't get like a head-on shot of it, and you don't need to because the sound is good here, and it it just works. And you're like, yeah, I believe that guy got his skull crushed. Way to go! It reminds me of Plenilunio when there there was that theater scene with the wolf attack that yes. it was like so fast that, but you're just like, I still buy it. I still buy yeah. it. You made it totally. work. So Frank turns. And wait, Bartul uh, isn't dead. We think he was when he got flung by a, like a gnat, but no. So Frank goes over to him and, as he's uh. trying to crawl away and he legit rips this motherfucker's spine right out. Thank you. Slow Looks clap. Awesome. I mean, it's just great. Loved it. <laughs> Loved it. This I mean, guy's poor screaming guy, but horribly goddamn. and literally you just see this hand pull out an intact bloody spine it looks so <laughs> fucking good I love agreed it. so mr rowley knives and elizabeth finally reach the boat but no one's there and rowley goes a little closer to the boat leaving elizabeth and knives who's too busy looking through the telescope like over at the boat to make sure that rowley gets there that he doesn't pay attention to elizabeth who is like Fuck you! And just runs away. <laughs> I love this. First of all, there was a scene where Rowley was looking through the little telescope and he couldn't have held this thing daintier. Like, he's just like, with his little deritos and his pinkies out. Like, I was, I don't know why that tickled me so much, but also with knives. Okay, you can't hear this woman running through the foliage. Like, what's going, sir, are we serious here? Wow. Sir, okay. are you deaf? Good job, knives. Good job. 
So because Knives is so occupied looking through the telescope, he's going back and forth and back and forth from the boat to Rowley. And suddenly, boo, Frank's face is right in front. And I was like, oh, I Ooh. jumped again. I'd be saying here, and yes. Dude, <laughs> fucking just woohoo. Yeah. I'm just riding this roller coaster. <laughs> and then smash and Knives falls back dead with that telescope fully inside his head. Loved it. I love this so much. This was so Friday the 13th to me because uh-huh. Jason has a way of like just so easily dispatching his victims and then just walking away, which is exactly what happens here. The creature just strolls up, bam, shoves that telescope into the eye socket and walks away. And I peace loved out. it. Loved. Did it. See ya. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> So Elizabeth, who has her arms bound behind her back, is running through the woods. She takes a moment to, like, pass her arms, like, around her butt and through her feet back so that her hands can be in the front now. And she keeps going. Over at the boat, Victor stops Rowley. He holds him up with a pistol. And he's like, where the fuck's Elizabeth? You're not leaving on that boat until I fucking find her. And Rowley's like, I don't know. She ran away. Go find her. Don't be stupid. You're Dr. Frankenstein. You're supposed to help people. But all the while he's saying this, he's secretly trying to reach his own gun behind him. And bang, Victor shoots Rowley right in the heart. Bye, bitch. I mean, honestly, good riddance. Goodbye. Yeah, fuck that guy. He sucked. So Victor goes over to the boat to pull it closer to the shore so it doesn't float away. Cuando el Rowley no está muerto. He gets up and attacks fucking Victor again. And so another he holds jump. up a knife. Another, another jump. jump. God damn. I was like, this fucking guy. And he's holding up a knife over to Victor's eye. Cut to Elizabeth trying to free herself from her ropes, but she can't until she finds a sharp end on a fallen trunk. And she tries and she goes to cut herself free. And she's looking around to make sure no one's there. And, you know, for being a big-ass giant man made of dead people, he sure is slick, dude. Because he, like, no. shows up and sing un sonido, nada. He is nope. uh, quiet yep. as a little mouse. Because mm-hmm. de repente ahí está el hijo de la gran puta. And she's like, ah! But he grabs her arms and then he bites the rope off of her. And she's screaming and screaming and screaming, but he covers her mouth, which I guess is so big and strong that it like cuts the air yeah. from her face. Yeah. Because she passes out on the ground. He approaches her. And let me ask you this. He whips out his dick. Does he? He pulls out his penis. Yes. Oh, we don't see it. But yeah, he. I, There's like a motion and almost like a sound a of like rustling clothing of some sort. And I was like, oh, no, because, again, we know what his purpose is. Yeah. Oh, no. But, yeah, he fully whips out his dick. But God bless. She comes to just in time and does my favorite thing to yell at movie screens, which is kick him in the dick. Yes. Kick I him mean, in the dick. It's perfect. I was like, this was made for Eileen this moment right here. Kick him in the dick, yes. which she does, and she does dick, well. Which she does. She kicks him real hard in the dick. And I guess, you know, that shit still hurts, even if you're made from dead people. Sure. So that still a fucking dick. monster d- doubles over, and she's like, I'm out. So she runs. Back to Victor and Rowley. They're struggling with the knife, but Victor grabs a rock and smashes it on Rowley's head. But Rowley grabs Victor again and slams his face in the water, trying to drown him. But then Victor, like, behind him, pokes fucking Rowley in the eye. 
And he turns right around and shoves Rowley's face in the water and drowns him instead. Now for reals. Bye. Adios. Elizabeth climbs a tree and is able to evade Frank for just a bit. But of course, she Mm. counts her blessings too soon. Because as she comes down from the tree, there he fucking is. And he grabs her and she tries to kick him away. But he falls on top of her. And there is an unfortunate sound that I didn't like. Oh, no. Yeah, that was not needed. No, I didn't need that sound. But, uh, man. Okay, so, yeah, he lands inside of her. Inside of her. And you hear a noise that suggests that. Oof. Oof is right. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... It's tough. So Victor is running through the woods. And he finds Elizabeth splayed upon a fallen trunk. Up in the tree, the creature looks down at Victor and he's real smug about it. Oh, my. His face is like, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, you're here. Look at what I just did. And Victor goes to Elizabeth. And when I saw it the first time, I was like, oh, he killed her. Mm. But no, she's alive. The monster laughs sinisterly. At Victor, who goes get up and shoot him. But when he reaches for his pistol, it's not there. And he turns and he sees that Elizabeth has it. And she's pointing it at her own head. We see flashes of their very sad wedding, of him telling her that it's coming after her, that it wants to breed. And the last shot of her is her verse saying yes to marrying this man. And then she shoots herself in the head. The creature then howls in anger. And Victor is like, fuck. He cries over her body as the monster walks away, it seems. Victor takes her body and puts it in the boat. Now we're in Victor's lab. He puts Elizabeth's body on the operating table. She has decomposed a little bit more, Mm -hmm. so you can tell that maybe they were very, very far away. Mm -hmm. And he attaches the same tubes that he attached to the creature to her body. And the green substance, again, begins to flow. Her cells mutate. Victor's attempt to bring her back to life. He falls to the ground in disbelief when her hand reaches for him. He looks and she sits up and hopefully he even like you can feel the hope in his voice. He says, Elizabeth. But honey, you know, this is honey. Come on. Elizabeth screams, but the scream is a monster scream and she attacks Victor. She flings his body through that lab like a rag doll. Love, love it. Fling that asshole. Fling him. Fling him. Fling him all over the place. And she chomps at him and bites at him, ripping out his throat. The door to the lab opens and we hear a low growl. The bride turns and runs out the door where Frankenstein's monster lurks. He takes one last look at his creator as he slumps his head over and dies. Fin de la película. Nice. Well, we did it. (laughs) We made it. (laughs) We did. We did. It's uh, nicely done. Let's get into some Thank trivia. You. Yes, do it. Okay, everybody. I'm going to include this because if you're a dundo like me, you don't know much about Frankenstein. Meaning, 
1818 novel written by English author Mary Shelley. So let's talk about it a little bit, okay? Why not? Yeah. So it was called Frank Frank Frankenstein. So it was called Frankenstein (laughs) or the modern Prometheus. It tells the story of Victor Frankenstein, a young scientist who creates a sapient creature in an unorthodox scientific experiment. Shelley started writing the story when she was 18. Holy shit. And the first edition was published anonymously in London on the 1st of January, 1818, when she was 20. Her name first appeared in the second edition, which was published in Paris in 1821. Shelley traveled through Europe in 1815, moving along the River Rhine in Germany and stopping in Gernsheim, Gernsheim, which is 17 kilometers away from Frankenstein Castle, which I didn't know that was an actual thing. Cool. Frankenstein Castle, where two centuries before an alchemist had engaged in experiments. That's pretty cool. Galvanism and occult ideas were topics of conversation for her companions, particularly particularly for her lover and future husband, Percy B. Shelley. In 1816, Mary, Percy, and Lord Byron had a competition to see who could write the best horror story. And after thinking for days, Shelley was inspired to write Frankenstein after imagining a scientist who created life and was horrified by what he had made. Anyway, just thought this was kind of cool. You know, I guess I do know some of this stuff, but all thought it'd be. I mean, it's kind of hard not to know. Yeah, since I mean, it's, it's fucking like, Frankenstein. It's been in our fucking lexicon for so fucking long. Exactly. I, do, it, I will say something about this movie. It did make me want to read the book. Me too. Agreed. Really, very, very much so. And uh, I hope that I can stick to that. I would love to read this book. Totally. So that's just a little bit about Frankenstein. And I just wanted to remind people that Ricardo's company is called Alpha Studios. So please go to the website, alphastudiosfilms.weebly.com. I'm just going to remind you, I know we've said this before, but I thought it'd be worth talking about this. We probably mentioned it in Plenilunio, maybe even Al Morir La Matine. But it says here that Alpha Studios was created by Ricardo Islas in 1985 in Colonia del Sacramento, Uruguay. In partnership with the local TV station, Islas made several horror movies that went on to inspire entire generations of filmmakers who were encouraged to overcome whatever limitations they had and simply grab a camera and start shooting their stories, which I love so much. It's the spirit of this film as One, well. Like you, yeah. it's, He totally is taking that, like, thesis statement of his production company and making it happen, which is great. The man makes it happen, which I just love. It's incredible. So you can actually check out Alpha Studios Films on YouTube where you can watch this movie, by the way. It's on there. And a lot more of the of the Alpha Studios productions. Please check it out. Highly recommended. I also found an interview uh, with Ricardo and a woman named Tanya Hicks on YouTube. You can literally look up Tanya Hicks. She's got her page there. And it's kind of like a lengthy interview where he talks about his process and what inspires him. So highly recommend checking that out. Love it. And my last little thing today comes from RueMorg.com. It was, it was an interview with Ricardo by Kevin Hoover. And this was when, because the man got like press when Al Morir La Matine came out. So he did a bunch of interviews. But there was this one thing that I really liked that he said here. And he says, so he's specifically talking about, you know, the Maxi Contenti movie. Pero he says here, sometimes in America... 
There is no tradition to watch foreign movies that are in the horror genre, except for maybe back in the early 2000s with a lot of Asian movies that were pretty much great, all of them. I ask that you give The Last Matinee a chance because it's something different. It's a love letter to film in general, but especially to a couple of horror genres that people everywhere love. For those who might be turned off by subtitles or a foreign language film, this is not a movie that is driven by dialogue. It's just, it's extremely visual, so just go for the ride and enjoy it. And again, I know that this is specific to Al Morir La Matine, pero I think that that is kind of the essence of our podcast. It's like, not all these movies we watch are visual. Some of them are very, very wordy, but they are still worth your time. And it's like, it's like just because it's in, in, in a different language, watch these fucking movies. Just do it. They are good. Yeah. Check them out. And that Absolutely. is my trivia for today. I love it. I do just want to say uh, Ricardo has uh, an Instagram that... Uh, you guys should absolutely go follow. And it's really great. He's got his stuff in there. He shows a lot of his process. It's so it's a lot of footage with his actors and stuff who all look like they're having a great time. Mm -hmm. uh, it's R Islas Films. Um, so please go and follow him on Instagram. And I believe uh, his Twitter is also R Islas. Yes. So the Twitter is also R Islas Films. Uh, so follow him on Twitter as well. <laughs> I love it. Ricardo Islas, born May 16th, 1969. A motherfucking Taurus, bitch. <laughs> um, uh, mine is not Ricardo Islas based, but it is uh, about one of the FX guys that mm. worked on this film. His name is John Vitiriti. Vitiriti. I kept Vitiriti. saying that last name in <laughs> <laughs> the credits. John Vitiriti. Vitiriti. He uh he played Schiffer, the guy on the boat that gets snatched on oh, nice. uh, on the on the first I think he's maybe one of the first kills. Sure. His son played the kid being <laughs> murdered by oh, Frankenstein. Shit. Wow. <laughs> which is pretty great. Mm -hmm. But um unfortunately he passed away in 2021. Oh no. But uh I found this thing on hauntedhousechicago.com uh, with this article called Haunted House Chicago Re Remembers John Vitiriti. It's published by Z. Arabowski, January 12th, 2021. One of the original founders and owners behind the legendary Dream Reapers Haunted House and owner slash founder of DEAD Rising Haunted House in Crestwood, Illinois, John was a veteran haunter and legend of the Chicagoland haunted house community for over 30 years. Wow. John was truly an inspiration to all those with whom he shared his life. He was a deeply passionate friend, mentor, husband, father, grandfather, artist, filmmaker, makeup artist, and haunter. On behalf of the entire team of Haunted House Chicago, we send our sincerest sympathies to John's family and friends, Sally, Jason, Joy, Karen, and Matt, as well as his families at DEAD Rising Haunted House and Dream Reapers Haunted House. You can see a lot of his work on, in, on his Instagram because he still has an Instagram page which is at official underscore dead stuff, uh, <laughs> which is great. That is great. And um, 
And in his little bio on that, it says, Hello, everyone. My name is John Vitiriti. I am the owner of Dead Stuff. I make horror props, art, movies, FX makeup. Follow to see all. And he's got some great shit on here. Nice. Uh, Lots of art stuff and things like that. So I just thought it was nice that, you know, that this haunted house family, like, paid homage to him. And honestly, the gore and the guts in this movie look fucking great. And Solid. he nailed it. One of the it, best so. parts of the movie, honestly, were the gore and I the guts. I agree. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so grateful that he got to make it work for this movie. So thanks, yeah. John Vitiriti. You will be missed. R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. And that's the end of my trivia. Great. You want to answer some questions for me? Absolutely. Eileen, were you scared? I mean, I jumped way more than I have in other films. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and say yes. Were you? You know what? I don't want to say yes. (laughs) But I mean, I also jumped a bunch and I like had that thing where I was like, oh, God, I wasn't quite voguing in fear, but I was like, what's going to pop out? So, you know what? I guess we got to fucking give this movie credit. Yes, I was scared. All right. Fuck it. I was scared. (laughs) (laughs) What was your best scare? Honestly, the hand going through the priest, Mm. because Mm -hmm. even though I had seen it in Almorilla Matine, I was still taken aback when it just like shot through his chest. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to give it to that. Ivo? That's a great moment. Uh, I gave it to when Knives is looking through the little telescope and fucking uh-huh. in pops <laughs> the monster. That really made me jump. And I thought it was yeah. a great, a great scene. So that's going to take it for me. For sure. Who was your favorite character? I'm going to give it to Percival, the mayor of Chicago. (laughs) But also, uh, shout out to Elizabeth, who wore a corset for a very long time and, like, you know, stood her ground and did her thing. So I'm going to give it to her. Yeah. I have three, if you believe it or not. So, Justine, I just, that scene where she's in the back (laughs) tearing up and fucking getting blood splattered in her mouth. I love her so much. I also gave it to Knives. um, (laughs) You did Because, I mean, he's a dick. Like, he, I'm pretty sure he fully smacks Elizabeth, which I'm like, no. Yeah, he punches her in the face. You're a fucking asshole. But it's just that scene where he's like, what is it? (laughs) What? What's going on? I was like. Yeah, I, I, I buy it. And yeah. I got to give it to Elizabeth. You know, she's a bad bitch. Yeah, those three will take it. What was your best line? Mrs. Frankenstein, my name is Elizabeth. Hell yeah. I love that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Mine is really stupid. Mine is fucking <laughs> knives being like, what is that? What was it? What do you see? I, I, just, I don't know why. I love that so much but there's also i gotta throw out another one so there's that that knives line and then what was the kind of handsome guy's name uh jaeger uh jaeger jaeger at one <laughs> at one point is like i don't know what the lines were specifically but he's like yelling back at frankenstein after having shot him and he's like jaeger's like did you kill him did you shoot him is he dead and fucking frankenstein sh- screams back of course not and i was like <laughs> Of course he's not fucking dead. I love that. Yeah. Uh, what was your best death? Ooh, this is tough because I really like the priest, but I'm going to give it to Bartool getting his fucking spine ripped out because I loved that. I yeah. loved that. 
Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to give it to him. You won't? I, 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 same one for me. I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's extra brutal. Like, And yeah. especially because Bartu was a, a very... I would have liked to see more of that character. He was mm-hmm. pretty secondary. So I was like, at least they gave him a really fucking like a really gnarly death. death. Yeah. yeah. Which totally. I appreciate. Did you learn anything about the culture? <laughs> I mean, I learned something about Frankenstein a little yeah. bit more than I did before, but that's not really Latin American. So I'm going to and nothing about Uruguay or anything like that. So I'm going to say no. Uh, I agree. Yeah, like it was, it's nothing about Latin America. No, def- definitely not. And finally, how many oois do you give this movie? I'm going to give this movie two oois. I think it's like it's a drive-in movie. Like if it's a B-horror, you're in it for the fact that it is homemade. Yeah. That it feels like somebody is like, all right, guys, let's get the buckets of corn syrup and dump red food coloring in there and let's make a fucking horror movie. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's a lot of good horror movie stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the fact that it's very, very much a horror movie to me, yeah. that's why I, I, I give it to. Could the performances have been better? Sure. I think most of the problems are money problems, and that's not something you can fault the the fucking people. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and I will say again, I think one big thing for me is I wanted to see him. I wanted to see Ricardo. Yeah. And you know, because you he wasn't there, I can't relish in his wonderfulness <laughs> and how yeah. great he is. But other than that. The effort is there. The gore is good. I jumped so much. Yeah. Two ooze for me. Ivo? I also give it two ooze. Um, you know, basically everything you just said. I loved the gore. I, it, I like, once it gets going, it's going. Like, you're, yeah. uh, you are thoroughly, heavily entertained, uh, which I really, I, I would expect nothing less from the guy who made Plenilunio, which was such a joy Absolutely. to watch. Absolutely. But, you know, I'll knock it for those performances were just really, really tough. So I'll knock it for that. Uh, the sound design, the sound quality, I wasn't, I was, I was just like, the music took me out of it. I didn't really like that. But, you know, it, it's still like, I just have to say it again. It's really impressive how this man makes things happen. Like, he's just I like, agree. I want to fucking make a movie about what it, and like the the exploration and like the horror genre that he's going for like so far we've seen fucking an albino werewolf we've seen this <laughs> I fucking that it was albino yeah this fucking huge behemoth of a of a frankenstein mo- frankenstein's monster like i love that he's just like all all of horror give it yeah. all to me you know and i i get it too is a tough score but you know it's just like the storytelling was a little rough i was a little confused i just <laughs> again so that acting but it's a good time watch this movie i would never say don't watch it just like you said be prepared be prepared like it she is a low budget affair 
It's low budge, everybody. All right? But fucking watch it. I will it. say this. I think it lands in the same category that we've given several other movies where it's put it in the background of your spooky party and it'll be like a fun thing to like look at like with no sound and be like, whoa, what's going on which, there? Which is why it was so effective in <laughs> Al Morir La Matine where you're like, yeah. what is what going is up jam? on that screen? What did these yeah. people come to watch? It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, totally, totally. For sure. Well, guys, this blue chemical goo uh, is starting to take over my body and I feel hungry for an arm. So let's get on <laughs> out of here. OK, thank you so much for being and hanging out with us in the woods. We appreciate every single one of you. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review in cualquier plataforma that you listen to. Make sure and follow us on all our redes sociales at Wikiorror on Instagram and Twitter. You can find all our movies on our link tree, linktr.ee slash uyorror. We let you know what movie we're watching the Friday before our episodes come out, which is on Monday. So make sure and check everything out beforehand so we can all be on the same page together. If you want to send us an email, send us an email at uyorror at gmail.com. Thank you to Sonoro for being the dead bodies that make us a whole. <laughs> you can find them at a Sonoro Pod. <laughs> like a whole person, know, not like a whole I'm just you a, a, a 10 year old, so a whole. <laughs> you, you can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Twitter and Instagram as well. And Johnny, if I were to sew a man together to reanimate for purposes of friendship, it would be you, Jack Black. And Jake from Adventure Time. <laughs> is it? I have a question for you. Eileen, uh -huh. is it alive? Is it? <laughs> Guys. Is it alive? Is it alive? <laughs> I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you, too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios! Adios! Uy, que horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla. Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy Que Horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adiós. Adiós. Son